this hour by Frederick Remington fully cooked ready to eat bacon. Exclusive no refrigeration 10 year extended shelf life bacon. The thickest media center cut bacon in the industry at fullycookedbacon.com. The show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Out Live, we'll be featuring Brian Schaffen of the Mac Observer. A little bit later, we'll hear from Joe Wilcox. He writes for Beta News. And we've got a really big agenda to talk about on the Tech Night Out Live. So we welcome Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer back to the world of chaos. Or is it a world of chaos? I mean, in the last few weeks, Brian, I've been reading all these chaotic stories that say, oh, Apple's not going to get their new iPhones out on time. Not just this rumored iPhone 8, but all the others are having problems. The features won't work. Where's the Touch ID going to be? It's not going to be there. It's going to be in the back. Maybe it's going to be standing on your head. No, I just made that up. What do you think? Well, my theory about Apple rumors is this. There's a kernel of truth from almost everything that, that leaks from the supply chain. Almost always. It's what we do with that information that becomes the problem. You know, Tim Cook pointed out that Apple's supply chain is enormous, which is absolutely enormous, and that no one party has all the pieces except Apple. You know, they're the, the only party involved that actually knows what all of the pieces are doing. I think what, what we see happening a lot is um, we get drips and, and dribbles coming from some element, some tiny element of Apple supply chain that makes it out to, uh, you know, a rumor site or to an analyst. And our natural human instinct, especially when it comes to getting attention and eyeballs, is to reach some kind of conclusion based on this very, very tiny information. I, I call it the, you know, weaving a, or describing a tapestry based on one thread. Sometimes we get it wrong. Actually, oftentimes we get it wrong. And at the same time, the closer you get to an actual Apple release, the, the more solid those rumors become because you end up getting, seeing a confluence of people telling the same story. As more and more and more and more fingers and eyeballs get involved in making these products, you get more and more leaks. You get this sort of consensus thing that's coming up. And in this particular case, I am guessing that the that the rumored iPhone 8 is real, that it's not going to be released with iPhone 7S and iPhone 7S Plus, which are also real, and that Apple is still doing something with touch id related to iphone 8 and that that's part of the delay i think that that aspect of of the current rumor cycle has a very high degree of likelihood so long and short is they're still in the final stages of resolving production issues and maybe it's going to be something not quite like the imac pro which is due in december but saying okay here's the iphone 8 it will arrive in November. 
in time for the holiday season, but it's going to be another month or two. And that's not a big deal or a big fail, or is it? Because I guess people who might have bought the lesser iPhones will say, I will wait. What's a fail? I don't know. I think anything that Apple does that's not done yesterday is a fail. I mean, Samsung releases a brand new Galaxy with this Bixby digital assistant, but it's not available until, I guess, this week in the United States. So that's, what, three, four months after it was announced? Is that a fail? No, that's a, that's, yeah, uh, I would call, generally speaking, most things that Samsung does an actual fail, but that's just me, really. There is a tendency for us to conflate what we think Apple is going to do with what Apple itself is planning to do. If you go back to Steve Jobs coming back to the company, his modus operandi was to wait until products were right. So that's the thing. That's the principle that I like Apple standing by. I like Apple releasing a product when it's ready as opposed to releasing it to an artificial timetable. That's actually one of the things that sets Apple apart from from all the other companies. And if there is a production issue, if there is a uh, technology issue, I'd like to see Apple resolve that before they release it. it you know, sort of the end. Um, some people, I guess, could look at that as a fail. There are certainly people who... <laughs> you know, I, I question, like, you know, what have you done? <laughs> Tell me what you've done before you start criticizing Apple. But uh, I don't know. Maybe that's a maybe that's a high standard. Well, remember, last year they introduced the iPhone 7 Plus and they sold, I guess, more of those than they anticipated. So production was constrained for a while. One of its flagship features was portrait mode. But it took a few weeks before portrait mode was enabled because it needed further development. But right. I don't think people didn't buy it for a feature that may come in a month or so. It's not the first time Apple has delayed a feature. It's when you release something where features are delayed for months, they appear in buggy form, or they just never work, like facial recognition on the Samsung Galaxy S8. You can defeat it with a photograph. That's flawed forever. Right. That's a fail. So long and short of it is, we're just talking through our hats here. We assume... Yeah, for sure. There is a factual basis, no doubt, for this iPhone 8 or whatever Apple's going to call it. But we don't know what problems Apple has faced, except in a very general way. We don't know except in general, the final form. We don't know the release date until Apple tells us. Yep. But of course, the Apple rumor machine will not stop spinning. But it's also true every year. In recent years, there have been production delays with iPhones, according to rumors. Not where there's high demand and for a couple of weeks, you've got to wait for the model you want. I mean, they talk about Apple being totally incompetent. Year after year. Yeah. And, you know, the ha- haters going to hate, um, as the kids say. But, uh, I mean, the, you, 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 people who get frustrated with Apple rumors to me need to remember, or should remember at the very least, that Apple rumors exist as strongly as they do because Apple has harnessed secrecy as a marketing tool. By clamping down on information, 
Apple increases the value of that information. It's part of it, it's it's what Steve Jobs used to make the company exciting again. And and Tim Cook has continued that and Tim Cook has, you know, quote unquote doubled down on secrecy and 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 to you know kind of going back to my earlier point. The only thing Apple really can keep secret are those things that are developed entirely in-house, for instance, software, or in the case of the Mac Pro, because the Mac Pro is being developed in-house and manufactured in-house. Um, those are the only things that get developed in secret. As soon as you start putting um, tens, hundreds of thousands, or even millions of people uh, throughout the supply chain working on a product, rumors are going to leak. And you can't... I don't think it's 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 reasonable or productive to to complain about the rumor mill without acknowledging that the rumor mill only exists because of Apple's uh, own policies. You can't have one without the other. And and like I think that the the worst the worst thing that could happen to Apple was that people stopped caring to find out what Apple isn't telling us yet. If that happens, Apple is actually in trouble because Apple's entire business model is predicated on on the notion of, of, of in part, on getting, you know, millions or tens of millions, sometimes even hundreds of millions of dollars in free advertising by having people be excited. I want to look at some conspiracy theories here for a moment as we progress the world of Apple rumors. So think of this before we go to our next segment. Do you think that any of the really nasty Apple rumors about the worst problems Apple is encountering are fed by bloggers who are under the employ, under the influence, whatever, from certain rivals of Apple? We'll find out more in our next segment. We have Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer, and I'm Gene Steinberg. That means you're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. 
rotation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. This is a warning to all household pests, to all cockroaches, spiders, ants, mice, and rats. If you've made yourself at home in someone else's home, you'd better hope the owners never hear about Terminix. Because Terminix has the know-how and the means to do whatever it takes to remove you from that home. Terminix has 90 years of experience eliminating home invaders. And they make it easy for homeowners to be protected by offering a free pest estimate by calling 1-800-686-1063. Cockroaches, spiders, ants, mice, rats, and other pests. This is your last chance with one call, Terminix will remove you from the home you've invaded. If you think you can simply come back later, think again. Terminix will never stop working to keep you out with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Pests. Wherever you are, I will find you. Pests. You've been warned. Homeowners are calling Terminix right now for a free pest estimate. 1-800-686-1063. 1-800-686-1063. 30-day money-back guarantee at participating locations. Limitations apply. See plan for details. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So conspiracy theories are fun. I mean, we hear about them all the time. You know, we go back to the Kennedy assassination. They're still talking up conspiracies that we didn't know about Lincoln. 9-11, UFOs, Roswell, Apple. Do you think any of Apple's competitors, Brian Chaffin, are influenced in some way by Apple competitors such as Samsung? Hmm. The question put another way. Let me let me make sure I'm, I'm I'm truly getting the scope of your question. Is Apple the subject of propaganda campaigns by its competitors? I'll go with that. Is that, is that what you're asking? To one extent That's or another, yes. Well, we know for a fact that Samsung has employed fake uh, grassroots marketing campaigns in favor of its own products. 
you know, uh, there, there's the term astroturfing, which is where you uh, put in fake comments into articles uh, into social media, touting the benefits of, of your products in ways that are actually supposed to, to that, that are meant to be to look like they're from real people when they are not. Samsung was busted doing this. Uh, Microsoft has been busted in years past doing this. I'm not sure Satya Nadella would do that. It was a Steve Ballmer thing. If you go back to the 90s and you look at, at, at Microsoft's FUD campaigns, which is where they would seek to introduce fear, uncertainty, and doubt about competing companies, competing technologies, and competing products, that was done very, very directly. Microsoft would simply announce vaporware to to bring FUD into into the equation when it come to, came to their competitors. Um, they didn't ever hire anyone that I know of to do stuff. You certainly have people that will tout the company line. I mean, Apple itself has bloggers that that. Uh, let me rephrase this: There are writers in the tech world that I consider to be Apple fanboys who are sort of sycophantic and there are certainly writers who are sycophantic towards uh, android and um and and you know in years past microsoft too so i don't know this is this is all a big way of saying that i certainly have no evidence that that apple is being subjected to specific propaganda um i think it's more likely that you're that we're going to see false information coming uh, out of the uh, hedge fund world from wall street in attempts to manipulate Apple's stock for short-term gains. So you talk that, the stock down and you sell short or something. And I know nothing about Wall Street. But I assume if you say something negative, somebody will find a way to profit from that. Yeah, there's a fella, I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember his name. I, 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 I really, really like calling this guy out. Um, he his, He's very specifically done some fomenting, uh, which is where you you basically put out lies to cause a stock to go up or down in order to profit off of the uh, off of the movement. <sighs> Golly, I can't remember his name. So darn it. I, I wish I could. I wish I could. Th- that has absolutely happened. Um, Jim Cramer. There's a famous interview of Jim Cramer where he very specifically describes exactly how he used to do this with Apple in particular. Where he would um, uh, put out put out information, call up a you know call up a journalist, and and put out some information, and then you know watch this, the the stock move in the direction that he was planning on it, and, and profit accordingly. That sort of thing has happened. The SEC is supposed to not as these uh, the uh, Securities Exchange Commission is supposed to vigorously protect us from such things, but they tend to not do so. Uh, it's very very frustrating. I think that is more likely than Samsung being smart enough to actually conduct a bona fide propaganda campaign against Apple. Because when, when the hedge funds are doing this stuff, when, when a trader is doing this stuff, a, a stock trader, they're doing it for a sort of short-term manipulations um, one way or the other. Talk it up, talk it down. And a company like Samsung would want to be doing that in order to cause more long-term damage to to the company's uh, um, you know product image. So it's it's kind of it's kind of a different thing. Wall Street, it happens for sure. It could be happening from corporate propaganda machines, but I certainly don't know of any evidence of that. Well, there's also getting eyeballs, getting hits for a site. So if you realize it's saying something negative about Apple, anything about Apple will bring you traffic. 
You put Apple in the title. The article may have nothing to do with Apple, but it's a way to promote traffic. It's a way to promote ad dollars because what happens is the banners that you run on the site or those offensive videos like certain people at Macworld still haven't realized you shouldn't be doing, those offensive autoplay videos, you run those things, you get paid for it when people click, and that way it doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. This is where fake news came about. We thought of fake news in terms of politics. But fake news is putting up false information for whatever purpose, even if it's just to make some profits. Yeah, that, that's certainly possible. And and like sort of from the other viewpoint, when someone gets a hold of something that they either believe to be an Apple prototype or information about an Apple, you know, Apple production models, especially true for the iPhone. And, you know, they want to get it up because they know that they're going to get attention for that. That's not necessarily an effort to to manipulate the stock, of course. And it's also oftentimes not it's it's the exact opposite of wanting to harm Apple. It's it's you're being so excited about Apple and so excited about getting traffic that, that you know, you're going to you're going to you know publish this this possibly sketchy information. So I don't know. Yeah, the, it, one has to be discerning when one consumes news. And that, I, th- I feel like that's a big part of, of what we do at the Mac Observer is we're helping to filter all that information. It's out there. You know, Gene, it's, it's interesting. If, can I can I take a trip down memory lane? You can take any trip you want as long as it doesn't require something illegal. Uh, <laughs> well, we're in, we're in safe hands then. If you go back to when we we got started at the Mac Observer, we officially launched on December 28th in 1998. So that's going to be what? That's uh, 19 years this year. And back then, a big part of our job was like finding, you know, something, anything that someone, anyone said about Apple, like any kind of news we could find whatsoever. You know, is a developer talking about Apple? Oh, that's interesting. You know, is, is some sort of, uh, you know, is there some, is there some like, you know, new computer protocol that, you know, is supposedly going to be supported by Apple? Well, that's interesting. Did someone on Wall Street actually mention Apple? Well, you know, goodness, let's talk about that now. And a lot of times at that point, a lot of those mentions were very, very negative. Predictions of Apple's doom and pending, you know, and Apple was definitely in trouble. Beleaguered was the was the was the term that was always uh, applied to Apple. And we know in in retrospect now that Apple came very very close to to not being able to meet payroll. So my point there is that um, back then the thing that that got sites like mine off the ground. And all of our competitors, many of which have gone by the wayside since, most of which have gone by the wayside since, was sort of defending Apple as the underdog. We got more to come. You know, Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer, more about memory lane and how Apple was regarded then when it was really in trouble on the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Identity theft is going to ruin your life if you're not prepared. Hi everyone, this is Paul with Liberty ID. Hey, millions of Americans fall victim every year. Odds are your identity has already been compromised and alerts aren't going to save you. The solution is restoration and the only company that provides a money-back guarantee is Liberty ID. Go to Liberty ID and use the promo code FREETRIAL for 60 days free. That's LibertyID.com, promo code FREETRIAL for 60 days free. Cancel at any time. Liberty ID is the industry leader in identity theft restoration with a 100% success rate in restoring our subscribers' identities no matter how they're stolen. Liberty ID fixes the fallout for you. Liberty ID does the work, but you have to be prepared. Go to LibertyID.com, promo code free trial. LibertyID.com, LibertyID.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, Hey, try this. Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2979-855-700-2979-855-700-2979. That's 855-700-2979. 
Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. We have a special feature of the Tech Night Out Live, the number one way for you to support the show, and that's to become a member of Tech Night Out Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com and learn how to subscribe to the commercial-free version of the show. Low rates, plus.technightowl.com. Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer, taking us back to the time when Apple was really in trouble. As you say, it came to a point where they could barely meet payroll. Of course, I feel that way every week. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> well, at that point, you know, Apple needed defending, at least in the eyes of its fans. I mean, really, I mean, we're talking about a company here. This is a, it's a corporate entity. And, and we, you know, many of us uh, have invested a, a lot in in the idea of, you know, pr- protecting and, and furthering the interest of that corporate entity because we really liked its product, the Mac. Today, so much has changed. Apple is anything but the underdog. Apple Fortune just put out uh, this week, put out its um, the, it's the Fortune 500. It's the the big corporate list, and uh, Apple is you know shockingly the most profitable company uh, and the ninth biggest company in terms of revenue uh, in the world. The last thing that Apple needs is is defenders at this point. But proceed. No, the the issue here to go back and forth is that. A lot of people have forgotten that Apple's no longer beleaguered. They assume the company's existence lies on every product introduction. I think a big iPhone fail is certainly going to have a serious impact. But like a modest fail, well, okay, sales are down a tad. That's not going to be a big issue. I mean, they're certainly going to have to continue flattening unless some miracle happens. Yeah, like, for instance, if privacy actually becomes a true selling point, like Tim Cook has said it would, or if uh, Android, um, if, if people ever truly understand the security risk that having Android uh, on your device represents, um, in, in other words, like some sort of catastrophic um, hacking event, some major some major event that is tied to, to Android. Uh, until then, I, I, yeah, the, the, the iPhone is I don't think it's at its ceiling, but it's close to its ceiling. And um, uh, but uh, yes, I, I, when it comes to that, even though Gene, the thing to remember is that Apple is working on some some really really big projects. You know, we've got AR, we've got cars, and we've got non-invasive glucose monitoring that we know about. And that's not counting things that we don't know about because they have been developed entirely in-house and, and you know, still have relatively small teams working on them. So, you know, at some point, the iPhone is not going to be as as much of a, of a deal for Apple as it is now uh, in terms of percentages uh, for the company. Um, and... I think I'm I'm actually quite confident that Apple can continue to to make iPhone the premier smartphone platform um, for the foreseeable future. Well, I think we forget also that even when iPhone sales were down a tad, nobody else in the premier smartphone market came close. Samsung sells more handsets 
But premium product like Galaxies, Apple's way ahead. Way, 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 way ahead. Way, 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 way ahead. Yes. I want to ask you, just going back very quickly about the stock, the story at Mac Observer that caught my eye. And of course, we all remember that Apple bought a company called Authentic a few years yeah. back. Authentic was a company, I think, based in Florida that had perfected a really workable fingerprint sensing technology. Apple buys it, and now we have Touch ID. And there's a story here. Mac Observer, former Authentic employee, settles insider trading case from Apple's purchase. So he, knowing what was going to happen, he used that knowledge to take advantage of the situation. Yeah, you know, he's a small guy. He's an IT guy. He noticed that uh, there were some weird things going on in HR. He noticed that there were some, you know, that the upper management was acting differently. And he put in some calls. Um, uh, he put in uh, basically bought options for Apple betting that this stock would go up. It did. He profited. And the SEC went after him. I mean, you know, like. Insider trading is 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 a problem and it is a thing that needs to be stopped. But at the same time, this this, this guy this guy isn't the problem. There are so many more things that are going on in the world of Wall Street that the SEC should be focusing on. I'm I'm actually kind of pissy that 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 they even bothered to go after this guy. I mean, he 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 broke the law. And he broke a law that is there for a reason, to be sure. But he's a he's a he's a small, tiny fish. It, it just proves that that you know that the that the super rich get away with all of the things, and uh, little guys don't. Well, this I'm is the thing. Not, this is, yeah, the thing is here too is that people will commit crimes of far less significance. They will possibly rob someone. They'll always pay a much higher penalty than the traditional white collar crime. Yeah. Yeah. That's you, you nailed it. And sometimes that white collar crime can be a lot more invasive. It's one thing to steal a hundred dollars from a store. And if you have a gun, you know, it's pretty serious because you're threatening somebody's life or safety. But you may be able to steal a million dollars. Or earn more than that, far more from some kind of shenanigans on Wall Street. What is that worth? And that is a question. I don't have an answer for it. Sure. But okay, so this person, what happened? Did he go to jail or what? Uh, he is being charged with uh, he's he's having to give back his profits. It was uh, about one hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars. That should give you the scope, the scope of this problem, right? I mean, it's one hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars. This guy broke the law. I'm not defending him breaking the law, but there's just so much malfeasance in in the world of uh, I mean, like 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 high frequency trading. This this is high frequency trading is a way for the super wealthy to bilk. billions, hundreds of billions, maybe even trillions of dollars from small investors so that they they can that they can profit in a way that no one else can. 
And and yet they're going after this guy who 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 uh, earned 130 earned you know who got 137 thousand dollars in profits. He's he's paying uh, that back. He's paying interest uh, on that money to I don't, I don't know who he's paying it to. And then he's being fined in an additional I think 167 thousand dollars something like that. I mean you know this is like like go SEC. I don't know. This is this is bothersome to me. Why, why not? Why not deal with the big, huge problems that are infesting the nation's capital and Wall Street too? Well, infest is just you know a word for business as usual. Fair enough. That brought him to a stop. Right? Listen to that. Couldn't comment about that. No. I suspect you're right in terms of crimes. There are a lot more serious things. I mean, if you steal money from individuals, not just a stock transaction with multi-billion dollar corporations, and I'm not going to defend it. You steal money from individuals, Bernie Madoff, that kind of thing. They invest in something that doesn't exist. And I know somebody like that. Well, then they should pay an appropriate penalty because it's still theft. It's still robbery. And whether you do it in a liquor store or you do it on someone's computer, I don't think there's a difference, a practical difference. In fact, it's probably worse because you're taking more. You're taking someone's life savings. we got more to comment not about this, but other subjects. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Tyler, time to go for our family walk. Uh, just let me nap a little longer. You promised we'd get more active. I know, I know. How come you're so ready to it's go? Superberries Aronia Berries. Aronia what? Aronia Berries from Superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Where'd you get them? I ordered them from Superberries.com slash radio. And right now we can get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout. I can't wait to try them. I'll get the dog. I'll get the kids. <laughs> Choose health. Eat purple. Superberries.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective.
Everything you've been told about identity theft prevention is a flat-out lie. No one can prevent identity theft. No one. Go to LibertyID.com and use the promo code FREETRIAL for 60 days free. Cancel at any time. Liberty ID is the industry leader in identity theft restoration. Liberty ID fixes the fallout for you. Liberty ID does all the work, but you have to be prepared. Go to LibertyID.com, promo code FREETRIAL, LibertyID.com. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Calben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Moving beyond that, back to Apple again. We're past the iPhone 8 and the rumors. We assume then that the mid-priced iPhones, therefore being the standard iPhones, would be what we normally expect. Those an iPhone 7, the 7S will be faster with a few more things. Mm-hmm. Okay, he agrees with me so far. Is there a question? Is there a question? Right. The question being here is that makes things, of course, a lot more complicated. The iPhone 7S and 7S Plus, assuming that's what they're called, would be the top of the line. Now, there may be another top of the line. Is Apple making this more complicated? Or are we just look at this next iPhone, whatever it is, that becomes the standard one next year, and then it'll be something even higher? Um, are you asking if Apple is mudding its product line by with the possibility of introducing um, a sort of premium iphone next to its already premium iphones is that the question like the iphone 8 the the rumored anniversary 10th anniversary iphone well the thing is here we assume if it's 10th anniversary it's kind of a one-off to show off new technologies but that kind of product would we assume whatever it offers, better screen, the OLED display, filter down to the mainstream models the following year. 
It wouldn't be something that would appear and disappear the following year. I I think that Apple runs the most insanely tight product line of any consumer electronics company on the planet, especially for its size. To your point earlier, Samsung has effectively hundreds of models of smartphones. They sell more units, but they bring in less money. Apple, I think, uh, makes something like 90% of the profits in the in the hardware uh, handset industry, if, if not more. And Apple has room to complicate the product line if it's differentiating in, in a meaningful way. To with the, you know, it introduced the SE line, which it is apparently going to discontinue, but it introduced the SE line. Uh, and that was a bit of a complication. And so this time around, and the SE line, of course, was a smaller device um, uh, for the, the smaller the smaller screen size. Uh, I, I think that Apple has just as much room to complicate the product line on the high end as well. It, it, and it does, in part, depend on what they call it. For instance, iPhone 8 seems to me to to devalue the perceived value, to lower the perceived value of the iPhone 7 and 7S when they're both introduced at the same time. But the iPhone X, for instance, that does not do the same thing. That does sort of make it more of a, of a special device. And we don't know yet what Apple is, is calling this thing. We do know that Apple is working on it. To me, that is that is 100%. That is absolutely the case. There is no doubt that Apple is working on this, this separate device. So I don't know. I think Apple can 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 make it muddy the waters at the high end, and and it'll be just fine. It'll be great. If they make it a special series, then they can still bring features from it down to the mainstream iPhones the following year. But it doesn't detract from the existing lines. This is something special. This is the iMac. This is the iMac Pro. Yeah, and, and in part the. Images that we've seen of this device show that it's thicker, so it's going to have a presumably a bigger battery, and that alone is a differentiating uh, selling point that'll make it um, that'll make it uh, uh, valuable to some. For, for the majority of users, the battery life on the iPhone is just fine, but there are heavy users who want a device with more battery power and. Um, uh, I think that's actually going to be an important selling point for the iPhone X slash 8. Well, that's an interesting thing, too, here. Is Apple, what is Apple going to do in terms of battery life? Is that going to be something special? We're going to see the introduction of a better quality battery on the iPhone 10 or iPhone Pro. Do you think it'll be 10 or Pro? I think 10. I don't know why they say 8, I guess, because they've been doing that for a year now. We don't know. That's one of the things that Apple keeps in-house. So we don't know what Apple is going to be calling it. Uh, eight is one way to think of it. Again, simply because that would, you know, if it's going to be another product line, what comes after seven, eight? <laughs> so, but we, but we don't know. I, I kind of don't think that Apple's going to call it that. I think it seems to me more likely that Apple would call it something special like, say, the iPhone X. Pro, I guess it doesn't really work for an iPhone. It works for an iPad. doesn't work for an iPhone. And if it's going to be the 10th anniversary product, I don't know what's left. Right. So maybe we should agree here collectively to say, let's call it the iPhone X or 10. Stop calling it the iPhone 8. Stop it now. Eh, I don't know, man. We, d- we just don't know. 
No, but we have to look at marketing. You're giving me marketing 101. You don't want to detract from sales of the current model. You don't want to look like it's something that's inferior because this is 8, this is 7S. And traditionally, you would have something like when you have the iPhone 7, you have the 6S. It's the older model. You're selling it for less money. But if you have a brand new model, the iPhone 7S, and then you have an iPhone 8, it's like, what is this other thing? Yeah, and to your point, uh, iPhone SE is what the smaller device was called. It wasn't the iPhone 6SE or the iPhone 5SE or whatever. It was the iPhone SE. So, yeah, it does. Uh, but but it might not be iPhone X. So I, that that's like arbitrarily picking iPhone X over iPhone 8 is just that. It's arbitrary because we don't know what Apple's going to call it. So since we don't know, I'm you know, I understand people going with both. Well, whatever it is, also Apple's seeing. Everyone's calling it iPhone 8 would be otherwise constrained to call it something else anyway. Yeah, but, but again, we just don't know. Oh, well, there we go with that. Let's <laughs> set that aside. What about the iPhone SE? Okay, it's been out for, what, year and a half as of this fall. Doesn't Apple... Years, right? Pardon? Isn't it three years? Mm, no, no. I think it had the innards of the iPhone 6S, mostly. Okay. I am... I am checking here. Okay. So it came out in the spring. Uh, Yeah, 2016. You're entirely right. You're entirely correct. Of course I am. And, (laughs) but now isn't it time to update that? You know, okay, let's have the SE. Can't call it the (laughs) SES. Well, Apple, what you could call it would be the SE 2017. Right, that would that would be the that would be the thing to call it if they want to keep the SE moniker, do do what they do with Macs, which would be you know iMac printies early twenty seventeen, or mid twenty seventeen or late twenty seventeen or something like that. So, so they'll call it the iPhone SE, but it'll be the iPhone SE in parens, late two thousand seventeen, or the full title being iPhone SE twenty seventeen. Right. Okay. And it'll have the guts of the iPhone 7S or the iPhone 7. Well, I give it. The rumor is that Apple's going to kill it. I mean, it, you know, it, it turned a year old this last year, and it wasn't really updated. So I think there was a there was a, a, a memory configuration change. So I mean, I don't I don't know that Apple is going to to release it. And the rumor is that Apple's going to kill it. So like the sales sales of the device haven't been. Uh, particularly robust. Um, it brings down average selling price, which would be a very unusual reason for Apple to kill anything. But um, but the you know we, we are get, we're definitely getting more and more rumors that Apple is going to end the SE line. What, it, and it's weird to me because there are definitely people who prefer that smaller screen size. So I don't see why Apple would not want to just keep updating it every year. But you know they didn't ask me. It turns out. So last time Tim Cook called you, he talked about the state of the economy. He didn't talk about this. He never called you. He didn't. No, he did not call me. Tim Cook does not care what I think. Well, maybe he does. He just doesn't want to say it. Well, I am confident that Tim Cook has read things that I've written. I'm I'm quite confident of that. Um, uh, but he has yet to call me about any of them. 
Well, I've written a few things over the last few years that Apple has kind of done. Maybe not because I said they should do it, but maybe I just hit the vibe there, hit the right button. Yeah. You know, maybe you were my pressing. wishing machine worked that week, which it doesn't yeah, always do. Cool. I have a real wishing machine here, by the way, and I don't well, want to nice. tell you, huh? That's nice. Yeah, they call it a Hieronymus box. Look up Hieronymus box, folks. More to come with Gene and Brian on the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP hardened generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP hardened solar generator energy insurance for your family or business. Call Portable Solar LLC today. If there's a toxic chemical biological gas smoke emergency while traveling at home or on your job, are you protected? Are you prepared? There are over 400,000 fires in the USA every year. Up to 85% of all deaths in a fire are due to smoke inhalation. Three minutes without air and we as humans will die. Be prepared and escape safely with our Safe Escape Smoke Hoods, giving you up to 60 minutes of breathable air protection. Order yours online at ase-safety.com. That's ase-safety.com. And get up to 40% off plus free shipping. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. But if you want to know about Peronymous boxes and things like that, check the Paracast or the radio show. We talk about stuff like that. We don't do it here. Or maybe we do. You never know. All right, let's get on with our business. So shall we? Sure, All right. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. iPhones are past us. Apple TV. I call it Apple's forgotten product because you know they've made some little improvements in the next TV OS. Nothing there is really going great. It's higher price in the competition. It's not offering more. I don't see if the apps are doing anything special. What does Apple do to it other than make it cheaper 
and add 4K and HDR? Well, the, you know, that that's a good question. Apple has called the Apple TV a hobby, but they actually sell quite a few of them. To me, the, the device has never met its potential. It's never met its promise. How Apple makes it meet its promise, I don't know. I mean, I, I believe that, that Apple TV has always existed to offer us content that would essentially bypass the cable companies. And Apple has never been able to hammer out a deal. And at this point, maybe Apple TV's biggest feature is going to be as an Apple Music delivery vehicle, including Apple Music videos and, you know, movies and TV shows, uh, with, uh, you know, the ability to also tap into various other streaming services. So... Um, I, yeah, I don't know what Apple needs to do to, to really make this device meet its promise. And I'm not, I'm not positive Apple knows that either. Well, I think the fact that it doesn't even offer 4K support, I don't think that's something that requires tremendous marketing skills. I don't see it being terribly expensive. Now, maybe this new video codec that's part of High Sierra that they're using for 4K, maybe they waited for that to be perfected before embedding it in the chips of the Apple TV. It's possible. That That is certainly possible. Um, I think that um, uh, Apple's big AR play in iOS 11, I think that that could end up having uh, play, playing a role in, in Apple TV as well in terms of uh, gaming content and, uh, and, uh, and other content. So... Yeah, you know, I just, Gina, I don't know where Apple takes Apple TV to meet its promise. I just don't. I mean, 4K, they've, they've got to bring 4K support, and that's just ridiculous. It's got to come in. But Apple's always been really, really slow. You know, Apple's really slow to embrace 1080p on Apple TV, and uh, and they've been slow heretofore in embracing 4K. So, I don't know. Well, sometimes it's about Apple waiting for certain technologies to come about. Like with 4K, for most people, unless they had big TV sets, 4K didn't do anything for them. But then they had HDR with a couple of different codecs. And maybe they were waiting for all that to settle down before saying, okay, we got now the H.265. We've got the HDR. We can now boil it down to a chip and make it work. Yeah, maybe. I don't have the crystal ball on this one. I, I don't know. I don't know where Apple's going to go. I, 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 you know, I had I had so much hope that Apple was going to free us from the tyranny of of cable companies, and um, here too for the cable companies themselves and the studios uh, who have a vested interest in in perpetuating the cable business model uh, have successfully thwarted Apple from changing anything and um yeah i know you know i don't i don't know how that ever changes well dish network and direct tv now have streaming services so you don't have to have the cable yeah more and more contents being added to say like hulu just license the fox library mm-hmm. so they're working around what apple might have offered and suddenly what does apple give them that they can't get from Sling TV or Direct TV now. They're minimizing Apple's opportunities. Certainly, 
the arrival of Netflix, Amazon Prime Video is coming to Apple TV. Is there even a space for Apple to make a difference except in hardware? Now, some people are saying maybe Apple missed the boat here in not offering a TV set. And what reason they give is that more and more TVs are coming with, well, for example, Vizio has Google support. So they offer whatever Google offers in their streaming devices on the TV set. So you get all the same services, the Amazon Instant Video, the Netflix. You don't have to switch inputs. You just push a button on the remote or something. Dish Network, doesn't Dish Network offer Netflix access to on some of their boxes? I'm not sure. Got to check that out. The key here is that if you can buy a new TV set and get these extra services, except for iTunes, which leaves Apple out in the winds there because Apple supposedly is losing market share to these other services. We have Vudu which is from Walmart. That's their streaming service, and it's kind of like iTunes in terms of renting videos. You can rent videos, as I said, from Amazon Prime Video. You have Netflix. Where is Apple's space anymore? Unless Apple builds a TV set. Well, Apple's not going to build a TV set. That's That was settled. Apple was working on a TV set. We know this for a fact. And Apple eventually decided not to make that TV set because they they felt like they couldn't control enough of the technology, enough of the differentiating technologies, which is, by the way, always part of Apple's equation when it decides to enter a new market. So it's it's not going to build a TV set. Um, I, I think I think that Apple TVs. You know, I have I just spent several minutes, you know, awkwardly saying that I didn't know where how Apple makes Apple TV meet its uh, potential. But I will, I will say that Apple making voice interface work better than ever, than anybody else. And Apple successfully making Apple TV a, a significant part of your, of controlling your, your smart home, that those are two ways that the hardware can continue to have a role in people's lives. Which is different from making King Apple TV meet its potential in terms of being a set-top box. So it becomes just another appliance in the Apple ecosystem. Well, it is just another appliance in Apple's ecosystem. Right, but there's nothing special about it. But then, obviously, Apple might be helped by getting that product back on the virtual store shelves of Amazon, which is part of this deal they worked with Amazon, with Jeff Bezos possibly having personal conversations with Tim Cook. I can believe that, that they talked together and they got that worked out. So they sell more Apple TVs. So is the next thing, you know, Apple, you can't sell this product for the price it has now. It's got to be no more than $100. As soon as they went above $100, they really looked bad in relationship to everybody else, especially Roku. I mean, what does Roku... Offering that Apple doesn't, well, they don't have, of course, iTunes, but Roku gives you everything else. They have apps. Maybe the interface isn't as slick as Apple's. You don't have Siri and stuff like that. But unless you are tied into Apple's ecosystem and you want to use iTunes for whatever reason, can't you just get a Roku for less money? Well, you you can. I mean, you know, Apple's advantage there is is integration with Siri and integration with the with the broader uh, Apple ecosystem and the ability to to use your iOS devices um, uh, more tightly with with Apple TV than you can with any other device. Uh, and you know, th- those things all those things all matter. Um, you know, Roku. 
Roku is cheaper in part because it has to be to to compete against Google and and compete against Apple and even to compete against the cable companies. But what do the cable companies do now other than maybe absorbing some of what these other people are doing? Like I said, with the streaming services from Dish Network and DirecTV. What do you mean? What do they do? Well, here's the thing here. Cable growth has pretty much stalled. People looking for options. And they have those options, but not as flexibly, except for something like what DirecTV and Dish offers. More to come with Brian Chaffin. This is the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. When fresh liquid whey is processed into a dry powder, the special proteins that make up the whey lose their original shapes. They fold in on themselves and lose their functional value. One World Whey undergoes a technological enhancement that we believe restores these potent proteins back to their original shapes the body can use. I chose to try One World Whey first before going to a doctor who would likely only prescribe drugs. To my delight, it worked. After stabbing pain for years, to have it completely gone is a miracle. I'd like to also stress that, for me, it took several months of taking One World Way before I had improvement, and then an entire year for my gut to feel 100% healed. So now I tell my friends, give your body time to make use of the healing power of One World Way. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do 
all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Is that Ellen painting her garage? Yesterday she was trimming her edges. What's her secret? I heard she was eating this new super berry called the Aronia Berry. Aronia what? Aronia Berries from Superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Where can we get them? Go to Superberries.com slash radio. And right now we get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout. (laughs) I can't wait. I've got lots of projects I need to get done. Yes, you do. Choose health. Eat purple. Superberries.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So I guess we got into Apple TV and then cord cutting. And I'm wondering here, cable TV growth is stalled, satellite TV growth is stalled. What are they to do? And then I said, well, of course, Dish Network and DirecTV have streaming services. That's their option. It's like a, a light cable package. Doesn't require a cable connection or set-top box. And supposedly they're adding local stations and other features. So it's like getting the basic cable but it doesn't use a cable. Hmm. Yeah, where's the question? So the thing is here, is all this cord cutting stuff working out for anybody? I mean, we look at, oh, can we get Netflix? If we get all our content from Netflix and maybe get an antenna for local stations, you have a pretty cheap way of watching all the TV fare you want, except when it doesn't. Amazon Prime Video, that's part of Amazon Prime, if you subscribe to Amazon Prime, which is, what, $100 a year, and you get the video content free. Except when you rent. I think rentals require a special, you know, normal price, $4.99, $5.99 for rentals, that kind of thing. So you have that. But you get to a point when you have 97 different services at $5.99 or $8.99 apiece, where it's as expensive or more expensive and a thousand times more complicated to get what you want because it's no longer just one box and pick the channel. It is the box, the input, or choose this app, go into this app, learn the interface, navigate to what you want. Like the other day, for example, we wanted to watch Iron Fist, this superhero show from Marvel on Netflix. And my wife said, you know, maybe we should rent something. So we went back to iTunes. They had a movie for 99 cent rental. Okay, that's the kind of price we can afford, 99 cents, right? And I can get into the argument about 24-hour time once you start watching it. But we rent the video. And now we want to go back to Netflix. we got to go reach for the app and select the app and go into the app and find the show we want. I think cable is easier. Cable, cable is easier. And cable is infinitely easier in that you can do it if you just actually want to have a channel going in the background. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Apple, Apple's got come back to it. For in terms of a set-top box, I don't know what Apple needs to do 
to have this device meet its potential. It's almost as if they're flailing. You know, I don't think they're flailing, Gene. What I think happens is the Apple has this tiny executive team relative to its size. And there's only so many things they can focus on. And we, we saw this with the lack of Mac and uh, iPad iterations, um, uh, meaning the, the simply coming out with, um, with a, a slightly improved version of the product every year. You know, I think what we've seen is that Apple, Apple spends its attention where it sees the most opportunity. And I think that while it still has a team working on Apple TV, I think they've just been stymied by the existing industry, the people who actually own the content for so long that I, I, th- I don't think it's getting the same time and attention that it, that it was maybe, you know, three or four years ago. But I don't think it's flailing. Part of it may also be the fact that the TV companies were forewarned what Apple might do with the music companies. This is what Apple did to take control of the music experience. We're not going to let them do that. And to get back to that 99-cent video, I assume this is mandated by the movie companies, not by Apple or Amazon, Prime Video or Vudu. Same policy. You have 30 days to start watching that movie when you rent it. 24 hours to watch it. If you stop and anything delays you from getting back before that 24-hour window plus the time left on the movie is up, it expires. It self-destructs. And then you have to rent it again. At 99 cents, it doesn't make a big deal. At 4.99, 5.99 makes a big deal because you can buy the movie for 14.99 or 19.99 and sometimes 9.99. What is the point of that regulation? All the video rental services offer the same. That's why I assume it's the movie companies. I mean, the days when you rented a physical DVD at the corner video store, you'd keep it a weekend or you keep it a week or something. You know, so you go Monday, Tuesday, the new movies come out Tuesday, for example, and you rent a few. And then you watch them over the weekend and Monday you return them. If you don't return them by whenever, of course, you pay a late fee. With Netflix, the original game with Netflix is you get the video. And then you return it and they send you another one. Or you have a package with two or three, whatever. So there's always traffic back and forth. What's this 24-hour thing? Yeah, I agree. And that's definitely mandated by the rights holders, i.e. the studios. It's very, very, very unfriendly um, towards the consumer. And it's, you know, the rights holders have always and traditionally wanted to maintain very, very tight controls over their product and what we could do with it because, you know, they they saw that as the best way to protect their interests. Uh, Steve Jobs forced the music industry to, you know, sort of come to Jesus, if you'll pardon the expression, uh, on terms of that, because their attempts to put that chokehold on their content was just was destroying the very industry and turning people towards privacy. And Steve Jobs saved the music industry with the iTunes store. The difference between the music industry and the movie and TV industry is that the movie and TV industry is actually doing really well. They're making money hand over fist. Cable companies are making money hand over fist. So they have no incentive to allow a company like Apple to come in and fix them because they don't see themselves as broken in the first place. Yeah, on the other hand here, 
if there was a statement released by Tim Cook and Jeff Bezos, friendly competitors, saying, we would love to see the movie industry be more flexible about online rentals. How are they going to justify that? What do you mean? How are they going to justify it? They don't well, justify what's going to happen then? The, the president of Comcast is going to say, well, our universal NBC content, we feel you're going to pirate it if it, you watch it for more than 24 hours. I think it can be solved if they think it's important. They don't care. They don't care. Yeah, because they're making money hand over fist. The movie, again, I think this is incredibly important. Well, it's incredibly important if you care about the specifics of how this stuff happens. The difference between the music industry that gave control of its customer experience and its pricing structure to Apple and the, the, the current movie and TV industry is that the um, – Movies and TVs were making money hand over fist, and the music industry was about to completely collapse. We get the piracy. point. Right. It's all about the money. Brian Chaffin, tell us where we can find more of your stuff. I am the editor-in-chief of the Mac Observer at MacObserver.com, and you can find me on Twitter at TMO Brian. That's Brian with a Y. Brian Chaffin, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Now Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. It's always great to be here. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm 
asking everyone how much healthier I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Ben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have Joe Wilcox, tech journalist of many, many, many years. And we've got a big agenda to talk about here. Now, the other day, Joe... The Microsoft financials came out for the last quarter. And I want to ask you a couple of things here. And first of all, it looks like Microsoft is doing pretty well with cloud services, also with office sales, especially office sales. And I was kind of surprised because you think these apps have been out for a thousand years now, it seems, forever. And how do you continue to grow that market? Is it just because it's the online licensing? Well, it's the 10,000 years, it seems, not even a thousand. I mean, it's, and, but I agree with the forever. I mean, <laughs> forever. I, I think uh, absolutely the online licensing is uh, a, a big factor here. And it's interesting to see how Microsoft, in many ways, successfully has reinvented itself. It was so dependent for so long on the, uh, the Office Windows, uh, Windows Server stack. 
And then the cloud came along and, uh, of course, mobile took off with, you know, iPhone and, and Android leading the charge there. And Microsoft moved into the cloud and added on top of its existing stack successfully with it with its existing customers. And you don't reinvent easily. I mean, IBM tried to do it, moving from the mainframe to the PC and really didn't make it. I mean, ended up going into services instead. The cloud seems to be working for Microsoft. And part of the reason is that the company has stepped away from its Windows-only silo into embracing other platforms. That's the key. The fact that Office is not just Windows anymore, but you can use it on your iPhone or your iPad or your Android phone or anywhere that a web browser is available. Now, granted, you have limited capabilities in the browser versus the, the full application suite. But the point is, they are capabilities. And granted, uh, Microsoft is competing against Google Docs, uh, which kind of led the way there with the cloud-based productivity suite. But Microsoft also has a lot at stake and a lot of a revenue to hold on to by, by embracing Google's path and extending it. Now, of course, Microsoft also has a pretty decent version of Office for the Mac. And it's not like you wait forever updates. It seems to be updates every few weeks with more features being added, making the apps more powerful, more productive. And I think that's still very important because in the past, when you had the Windows-centric approach from Microsoft, you almost had to feel you had to beg to see a Mac version. Now, they don't care. They're getting the licensing no matter what platform you're on. It's money to them. And the more money they get from developing that, the more money they can put into developing the apps and making them better. Subscription-based, baby. It's what Microsoft's wanted for the longest time with people paying uh, that money each year, 99 bucks, whatever it is, uh, for the uh, you know the Office 365. And then you get your Mac or Windows or both, whatever, whatever it is you want. That gives Microsoft all the more incentive to keep the development ramped up. But also, something about uh, Mac Office is that uh, uh, it's always been a good product for Microsoft. It's one of the reasons why it kept developing it for kept developing the suite for so long. Uh, in that it was part of the consumer group uh, for the longest time. It probably isn't anymore, but I don't quote me on that. And uh, it was one of the shining stars of the consumer group in terms of uh, its revenue and profit. So the commitment doesn't surprise me. The kind of new approach, as you're stating it, of, of update after update after update uh, may be. Again, it makes sense in this cloud era when people are used to updates being pushed out as soon as they're ready, not waiting around to receive them every few months or every few years. Now, the basic Office 365 license, which is, I think, very sensible, it's designed for home users, but I guess small businesses can get away with it. You get five seats. Yes. Mac or Windows, doesn't matter. You get seats for the mobile versions. Doesn't matter which one. Each user gets a terabyte of online storage. It's $9.95 a month or whatever, $99 a year. bucks a year. That's, you know, that's really fairly cheap when you consider in the past... If you had a major upgrade every two years or so, you'd still pay two or $300 for the upgrade. Now you pay it out in little dribs. You get all the extra licenses. And as it stands now, I have that five-user license. So, of course, my co-host on my paranormal radio show, Chris O'Brien, gets his copy. My son, Grayson, gets his copy. I have my copy. I have my copy on my MacBook 
Pro. I have it on my iPad. I have it on my iPhone. You know, and even now as we're talking, there's more upgrades. It's downloading another upgrade. <laughs> well, as we're in, speaking, in it's, ways, it's coming. Well, in some ways we can credit or blame Google for what's happening with all these upgrades. If you remember when Gmail uh, launched last decade and it was in beta forever, I think it was spent about five years in beta and it was a whole new kind of concept of just releasing something in beta, update it, update it, update it, update it. And suddenly that became the whole model around which uh, Google developed, released everything. Was it just in a constant state of flux? We put out new features as we develop them. We're not going to wait around uh, for you know major releases. And everybody had to everybody had to follow that model uh, for a lot of good reasons. Of course, the enterprise has always been has resisted uh, for many good reasons. Uh, this 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 kind of model because they want compatibility. Compatibility is the big uh, th- th- priority for a lot of the CIOs. Uh, but you know, it's a brave new world, and if you're running everything in the cloud or most everything that's important in the cloud, updates are okay. Well, the thing, however, with Microsoft is it's not exclusive cloud. You want to buy a retail product, pay it once, and you get it. That's your choice. Adobe, on their other hand, it's cloud or nothing. Don't get me going on that. <laughs> okay, go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I assume not, we're expecting that Microsoft wants to be all cloud eventually. Maybe. I mean, we'll have to see here. Um, I, I think it's. I think it's where things are going. Uh, and uh, because and and honestly, if you're if if you're running Microsoft or any of these companies, you know, subscription is gravy. It's just you 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 hook them in, and they just keep coming back, and you know, filling 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 the trough every year with with more licenses. And they're, they're customers that you can count on, bank on. They're not going to switch easily. Um, and, and, and from a revenue perspective, from a uh, bottom line perspective, you can count on that money year after year after year. So um, it, it makes your financials a lot smoother. Uh, makes us the the uh, investors a lot happier because you don't have such highs and lows between upgrade cycles when you have um, a majority of subscription um, uh, uh, subscription customers, excuse me. And you pay forever, as you said. And that's obviously and worked it. for I, Adobe, I, I, that, I guess. That, that's the part I, uh, I don't like is that you, you know, you, you pay forever and, um, you know, I'm rethinking my whole a- approach to Adobe. Uh, you know, I have the, I have the photography, uh, subscription. So that includes uh, Lightroom and Photoshop, but I've been running, um, uh, you know, Mac OS, High Sierra. Gotta say, Apple's really uh, done a lot with this uh, built-in photo app, which which even supports a, a lot of the third-party plugins natively uh, that that are already on my my laptop. And I'm thinking, wow, who who needs Lightroom uh, when I'm looking at this and the capabilities? That's very interesting. I'm running the High Sierra update, the beta on my MacBook Pro because it's got some stuff in it that's still pretty flaky and may just be model specific, who knows. But I agree with you, they've really enhanced photos and for a lot of people, it may be enough for what they need. Yes, 
you still may need Photoshop. But I think that's a really small subset of users because there's so much in Photoshop that only power users, graphic artists need. We've got more to come. Joe Wilcox joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Isle Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Love or loathe him, Donald J. Trump is our 45th president. There is no denying now that Trump will go down in history, both despised and admired. Commemorate Trump's presidency with your very own Trump Silver Bust from TrumpSilverStatue.com. This museum-quality heirloom Trump Silver Statue Bust is hand-cast from 20 troy ounces of silver, a great investment. From TrumpSilverStatue.com. Loathed or loved, own a valuable piece of Trump's legacy. Get your solid silver Trump Bust today at TrumpSilverStatue.com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Warning, if you've recently declared bankruptcy, you're going to want to cover your ears. Because there's an alternative to bankruptcy, and it could be better than you'd ever think possible. But if you've already declared bankruptcy and have missed this opportunity, you'll want to cover your ears now. Here it is. Right now, the company that has resolved more credit card debt than anyone in the U.S. may be able to settle your debt, too. You could resolve your debt with one low monthly program payment. If you call right now and qualify, Freedom Debt Relief will show you how low your monthly program payment could be for free. Call now. 1-800-660-1297. That's 1-800-660-1297. If you're struggling with debt, this could be your answer. And the bigger your debt, the more money you could save. To find out for free how much of your hard-earned money Freedom Debt Relief could help you save, call now. 1-800-660-1297. 
Are you living your passion? Are you pumped to go to work because you get to talk about or work with or do the things that interest you the most? Is working, playing, and relaxing one and the same? As long as you're working for someone else, you'll never be living entirely true to yourself and your passion. I'm Pharmacist Keith. Let me show you how you can work around your current schedule, create the extra income so you can live your passion. Visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Radio.recordedvideo.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Continuing with Joe Wilcox and a reminder the best way to support the Tech Night Isle Live is, of course, joining, becoming a member of Tech Night Out Plus, where you get the commercial-free version of this show. Better quality audio for a low subscription fee. Plus.technightowl.com. We have Joe Wilcox, tech journalist, joining us. We're talking about the world and the cloud for Microsoft. And we'll get back to Microsoft in a moment. We'll move to Adobe in the cloud and the fact that Apple has a few surprises in store there, like the version of Photos for Mac OS High Sierra. Now in public beta, so you can actually get it if you could put aside a machine that you can devote to it because it's got a lot of bugs. But it'll come in September or October. And Photos is much better. It works with third-party plugins, has a lot more things in it. And by the same token, Apple keeps improving pages and numbers and Keynote. And you think... Yes, we talk about all the things you can do in Office and about Microsoft's regular updates. But what is good enough for most people? What percentage of the population really needs all those extra features in Photoshop, Photoshop Elements, or in Word, Excel, or PowerPoint? Does Apple offer enough with its own stuff that's free? Well, to answer that question, uh, I have the uh, Office 365 uh, subscription, which actually have for my, uh, which I actually use for my daughter. She's in, a student, and my sister, myself. I just use uh, Pages. I actually like it. Uh, it's it it does everything that I need, and uh, I find it's uh, s- simpler. Uh, it's more straightforward, and uh, I can get things done quicker with it. There's still a lot of complexity creep uh, built into uh, Office. Uh, features that I just don't need, will never need, whether it's in Word or you know Excel or PowerPoint. That makes a pretty good point there. And I think that's where Apple sits, where they're giving the stuff away. There is also an online version of True. iWork. There is also collaboration now. And obviously, Apple's trying to jump into Google space there with that. They're trying to expand what you can do with iCloud. It's very nice, uh, uh, seamless uh, integration uh, in uh, the High Sierra. I mean, it was pretty good in Sierra, but it's much better in High Sierra. And I'm really surprised. Uh, I'm running the developer beta. Actually, I'm running – I feel like I'm uh, uh, back in the last decade when I just would run betas all the time and write about them. I've got – uh, you know, Hi Sierra on my laptop, my production uh, laptop. 
I've got uh, the uh, Watch OS on my Apple Watch. We've got the iOS 11 running on my tablet and my phone. I'm just like, oh, what the hell? Let's just uh, g- give everything a go. And uh, pretty stable. I'm not having too many troubles. But but back to the whole um, iCloud, I was surprised, you know, going to the uh, uh, file uh, uh, thing to see that uh, on my tablet or that the Google Drive pops up there too. I have Google Drive installed on the tablet and I can actually from the file menu not just go to iCloud, but I can go to Google Drive. I'm thinking, whoa, whoa, what kind of Apple is this? I mean, I was not expecting that. That's the Files app for iOS 11. And you see, it's basically kind of a mobile version of Finder, and it supports iCloud. It supports lots of extra things like, what, Google, Office 365 also, also Dropbox. It provides third-party support, which means wherever you're doing... I wasn't expecting that. No, but whatever you're doing in terms of your particular cloud access, Apple is happy to work with it. Also, Apple made a change in the price structure of iCloud Drive. Instead of $9.95 for a terabyte, it's now $9.95 for two terabytes. You know, it can't be well, much longer where you'll be allowed to do a full backup to iCloud. I mean, oh, to, to everything. ICloud, yeah. And then Apple is in the space of crash plan and Carbonite and all these other places. You realize that, right? Yeah, no, I can see that happening. What I'd really like to see Apple do is uh, get all my photos off, uh, make it easy for me and everyone else to get my photos off my hard drive and just keep them in all that uh, storage in the cloud. I mean, I know it syncs, but you still... Uh, have something on your hard drive, and it takes up, a, you know, they, they, those photos pile up uh, when you start using, you know, shooting raw and whatever. Well, the thing is also, if you have a smaller solid-state drive on your Mac, you really would like to have that extra storage. I think it's one <laughs> step away for Apple. I think it's one step away for Apple. You have the third-party support with the Files app for iOS. Now you have a larger allocation of storage for iCloud, $10 a month, $9.99 for two terabytes. And I think that accommodates 98% of everybody out there. And you'll soon be able to do a seamless backup. And then all these third-party companies are going to have to feel threatened that Apple offers that. Apple could probably even give you three terabytes. They're building a data center right near us here, you know. It's in Mesa, Arizona. They're assembling one of their multi-billion dollar data centers. That's the plant that originally was going to make the Sapphire, if you remember this. And the, right, company right. Went, and the company went kaput and Apple took over the property. Ah, auction sale, I assume. I don't, <laughs> foreclosure! <laughs> so, uh, whatever it was. But uh, Hey, I got a question for you. Sure. So with some of the new security features in uh, macOS High Sierra, do you find them, do they make you feel better or annoyed? And I'll, I'll name one specifically. I was really shocked when in setting it up that uh, I had to go to my phone and uh, and uh, that suddenly now is as part of the, the, I guess, lock unlock process that I had to go to my phone and, and uh, un- unlock the phone. Uh, as well, I, I think it was the final step or near final step of the installation of High Sierra. 
Okay, the two-factor authentication. No, 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 no. This was more than two-factor. This was, um, well, I mean, not your normal two-factor where they're sending out uh, a code. This was I actually had to pull out the phone, the physical phone, enter, unlock the phone. So the, two fact, the, the second factor was the actual physical phone that I unlocked and then syncing with iCloud, um, all the little stuff that goes on in the background. Apple knows that I've done this. And then it, authentic, then it authenticates me and lets me finish uh, the uh, installation and, and set up. They would only do that if they know you have an iPhone as part of your well, yeah, obviously, network. Obviously, obviously. I don't know. I went into an extra step there. It didn't bother me at all because my iPhone was always next to me. So it was just a very, very simple process. The thing that still bothers me, though, about High Sierra, and it's being run on older macbook pro one of the earliest supported platforms it's been upgraded with an ssd so it performs pretty well but the sleep mode is broken because you close the cover and you open it again the computer is frozen that's one thing and it's got some problems downloading messages from mail but it's the third beta release now i'm hoping by number four which will probably come next week that'll be slimmed out i will not commit my work imac to it yet I don't think it's ready for that yet. I'm pretty careful about it. And I want to go through the whole drudgery of having to back up and restore and everything. With my iPhone, it's different because I back it up, run the iOS 11 beta. If something is really wrong, in a half hour, I could do a restore with the last released version of iOS. So it's not like a big deal or critical for me. With my MacBook Pro, I'm not using it that much where these lapses cause a problem it may only be macbook pros that do that or older macbook pros have you run into a problem like that in sleep mode no in fact i'm having no real problems at all i'm again i'm running it on my production machine i'm using uh, all the time i do have the 2016 uh, touch bar um, model the uh, 15 inch and um, the uh, touch bars works and doesn't work uh, it doesn't work with mail uh, and then it works with some some others, and I don't really care that much. But uh, other than that, I've had no crashes, uh, no crumbles, freezes, or or any any major problems. Again, this is beta stuff, and depending on the model Mac you have, you may have a virtually perfect experience as Joe has, or you might find as I have. And again, it's a different model, you know, where it's got a few showstoppers. And I'm hoping very soon I won't have to worry about it. Well, I think it's really, really super stable. Probably another couple of weeks, I'll make the move. We'll make a move to another segment here with Joe Wilcox. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I want to go back to Microsoft for a moment, Joe Wilcox. And we see that Microsoft's doing great with cloud stuff. Office 365, you know, they're... You know, rating 11 on a 10 scale. Really, really good, good profit margins. PC sales, you know, not so great. But Windows licenses were up 3%, I believe, Joe. But sales of the Surface remain flat. And the Surface gets a lot of publicity, I think, outside publicity for what it does. But in terms of sales, it's reached a certain level. And Microsoft never seems to get above that. Like in the previous quarter, sales of the Surface were down 26%. And I think they've got ideas there that are worth looking at, like the Surface Studio, although I think that's a niche of a niche, but whatever. So where is Microsoft standing there? Do they want to make a big go of this or just show a platform for other PC vendors to follow? Oh, I think I think it's both. Absolutely, Microsoft is... Um showing the way for its OEM partners, but also this is something the company is committed to and should be committed to. In fact, it harkens back to uh, Apple in its darkest days when the company was in, in some ways just making products for the enthusiasts, the people that would buy again and again and again before everything exploded in the uh, iPod and, and iPhone era. Uh, Microsoft has you know, its core loyal customers too, and Surface and Surface Book, Surface Pro is going to keep them buying Microsoft rather than something else. And I'm not necessarily talking about something from one of its OEM partners, but, you know, looking at a Mac and running Windows on that or even, uh, you know, switching platforms. Microsoft recognizes that there's money to be made. There are, there are margins to be grasped at the high end of the market where Apple competes. These products, you know, they don't compete at the low end. This Surface line competes 
you know, at the what the analysts call the premium uh, PC market, which is $1,000 or above. That's where, you know, people are willing to spend money. They'll buy money uh, for, you know, brand, uh, for quality, for design, uh, as well as, you know, functionality and performance. Yeah, Microsoft wants to, should want to compete there and take those dollars, keep those dollars from, uh, you know, filtering off to, to Apple or somewhere else. Oh, and it's also an opportunity to showcase, really showcase what it can do by like Apple providing an end-to-end experience, hardware, software, services. There you go with Microsoft. Now, does Apple have anything to fear from what Microsoft is doing? Is Apple being influenced by what Microsoft is doing? Some suggest that maybe the things they've done to expand the iPad are influenced by the Surface. On the other hand, the things you're doing to the iPad are in the face of dipping sales. So they had to do something. Or is it a combination? Um, I, I, well, I think I agree with, with dipping sales. I don't agree with uh, responding to Microsoft. Uh, Apple's priority is and should be uh, preserving and expanding the status quo. And the status quo is not the Mac. It's uh, iOS. Uh, the, the, that's the uh, platform longevity that, that uh, Tim Cook and company should be concerned about. That's where the money comes from. We have almost, what, two-thirds of uh, uh, revenue in the last quarter uh, coming from, or the last reported quarter, uh, you know, coming from iOS devices. So, And that's why we don't see a touchscreen uh, Mac. Uh, I think that's a fundamental reason why, uh, because uh, Apple wants... You know, it wants everything to move to Iowa or wants to preserve its iOS status quo to expand that. Well, the thing I notice also with the iPad is in a way to get more productivity, they look at the Mac for inspiration. Like files, you think of the Finder. And the multitasking borrows a few hints and tips from the Mac. Is there an ultimate convergence the future computer five or 10 years from now is a single operating system, not like what Microsoft is doing, but kind of Apple's own way. Well, I mean, in a way, yes, it is. Uh, but also in a way, it's already there. I mean, where does iOS derive from? I mean, you understand is, that, it, it, but it, the look and feel right now is strictly, strictly mobile. Well, I, okay. So again, that's about, um, uh, you know, exp- it's about experience. Um, I'm not convinced that bringing uh, the uh, uh, Mac OS experience to iPad is the best approach. In fact, I think it's probably not the best approach. Yes, uh, it's good having the Files app. It's convenient having that little uh, toolbar there at the bottom and you know, the multi multitasking, whatever. But the multitasking should already be there. The ability to do more, uh, you know, should be uh, something that 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 should that should be there for everybody to begin with. I think what Apple is missing is that it's as as a company has been for so long over obsessed with touch, with the hand, with the fingers, and that goes back to the original, uh, you know, Mac in 1984. If you look at the marketing uh, when the company bought out uh, whatever. Uh, issue of Newsweek it was at the end of 1984, all the ad space, 39 pages. And it's all about 
the finger and movement and extension of the hand. And really, that's uh, kind of philosophy still is uh, pervasive in Apple design. But we're moving in an era of voice interaction. Human beings, maybe tool users, but it's communication that differentiates us from all other species. We want our Star Trek computing. And Siri was a, kind of the uh, a, a forerunner uh, to uh, the, the voice assistants. Apple dropped the ball, let Google and, and Amazon kind of run ahead. And in many ways, their design ethics are still very much about voiceless interaction, Star Trek-like computing that is very contextual. What you need, where you need it, uh, um, on what you want. But we see here, of course, with iOS 11 and High Sierra, Apple is boosting Siri. It's got a somewhat more human-like voice. It has something called it has something called machine learning, where supposedly Siri will better get a handle on what you're trying to do and what you need it for. So Apple again is looking to expand Siri and what it could do, and possibly the HomePod is another extension of that, the voice-operated system. And of course, we, we look at the Star Trek where you say, computer, and like saying, you know, hey, Siri. That's their version of it. And it does what you want based on what you're doing. But even in Star Trek, there's a, there was touch there. You'd have a touchpad or something. You'd walk around with an iPad-like device. So even if a lot of the computing was done strictly by voice, there was still some touch interaction, some level of it. But the point is, um, and I agree with that, the point is context. Google gets context like Apple doesn't. And that's because of its business model. I mean, search and all the advertising that goes around it is very contextual based on whatever it is you're looking for. Amazon gets context because it sells stuff uh, with a contextual backdrop. You're looking for this, and uh, Amazon keeps track of that and offers you something similar or that same thing for a lower price. It's, again, very contextual experience. Apple's business is all about selling things. And I see just too much of the design ethic focused on that without adding the, I guess, the contextual or enough of the of the uh, contextual computing on top of it. Again, it was like Apple started off in the right direction, uh, but it just uh, dropped the ball somehow. And and maybe it was you know something to do with the timing. You know, when Siri came out and, and Steve Jobs was very sick and he, he passed away, um, I don't know. But it, it allowed it allowed the competitors to really jump ahead. Even Microsoft with Cortana. We got, what, Samsung with this Bixby? Is that what the hell that thing's called? Let's do more of this in our next segment. With Joe Wilcox, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. <laughs> Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off the grid mobile survival bug out house that's well equipped and custom built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. 
If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. In perspective, Bixby is the digital assistant that's in the Samsung Galaxy S8 and S8+. It was designed by some of the same people who did Siri. They worked for Siri. The only thing here is, until recently, it was in very, very limited deployment. I think it's just recently, like in the last few days, become available for U.S. users. So I don't know how well it works yet. Do we need a, a like a Korean accent for, for it to understand the English or what? I don't know. Maybe it's reacting to the fact that the two Korean actors on the Hawaii Five-O TV show quit because they wouldn't get another 10% in salary to match the two white leads. I'm serious, and, by, and way by the that. way. And by the way, Hawaii Five-O, which is a showcase for Surface and other Microsoft products. Right. You did notice that. But we had Grace Park and Daniel Day Kim, both of whom are actors in their 40s, forerunners of, you know, getting more Asian actors in Hollywood. The producers didn't want to give them income parity with the two leads. Part of it there is they feel they contribute just as much to the storyline as the leads. And maybe they asked for too much, but now they're not there. And they've got two African-Americans and someone else who plays an Oriental, but he has an American name, so I don't know if he's partly Asian or not, who are replacing. This is very complicated if you're not into pop culture. I'm into pop culture, but I find a Y5O to be infantile. I mean, I'm just, I get, I get irked when they're standing over the dead body with uh, uh, the gun in his hand and the bullet hole in his, his head, and he's obviously killed himself. And then Dano says to Steve, well, I, I guess he killed himself, Steve. I mean, they just state the obvious all the time. It's just like a TV cop show for infantiles or for folks that are no, no ageism uh, intended are a little too old to follow complex plot lines. And the other thing here is you've got this crazy relationship you have to have where Dano and McGarrett have this kind of dysfunctional relationship where they have to bicker back and forth. Now, I barely remember the original Hawaii Five-0 with Jack Lord. Same here. I, the only thing I remember is that several years before that, he was the original person to play in a James Bond film, the American CIA agent. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. You're absolutely right. And that character was always a different actor in almost every Bond film. Also, I remember the show being very dull because Jack Lord was this very, very stern kind of character that I remember. I may be completely wrong about that. I think the current show is more fun, but I agree with you. It can sometimes be a little too silly. You know, they, they borrowed a few characters there from Lost. Because it's the same production team and the same right, writers. Right, in Hawaii, right. Right, and they take them to Hawaii. So that's why you have those characters. Daniel Day Kim, of course, and a couple of the others all came from Lost. Remember? All right. Yeah, of course. Right. And you see this infantile thing there going on. But these same producers were also working on the Star Trek reboot. 
And the thing you always remember in the Star Trek reboot is, in addition to the very poor remake of Wrath of Khan, Star Trek in the Darkness, remember the fact that they had to emphasize how big the Enterprise is, so there are constant scenes of running across the ship. Look how big it is. And we don't care. You couldn't do that in the original Star Trek. You didn't have the budget. But why do we need to be reminded how big the ship is? We see how big the well, ship is. Get back to the story. Well, wait. Okay, so since you mentioned that, all right, why is it in the reboot of the, the what, three movies now, that they're so obsessed with destroying this ship? I mean, in the original series, Kirk was always there trying to save his ship from destruction and, and, and succeeded, uh, even in, in really desperate uh, episodes like The Naked Time. And, and yet... I mean, and of course, they absolutely do destroy the ship in that uh, third movie. But what what are they good against the Enterprise? I think part of the thing here is that in the original series, you didn't have a budget to do any of that stuff. You couldn't destroy the spaceship. You're lucky to have a budget to even show a spaceship. And then when you went to the movies, you have the Enterprise being ripped apart over and over again. Not as many times as the reboot. But I see your point here, where the Captain Kirk of the reboot is more reckless than Shatner's version. On the other hand, you've made a big star out of Chris Pine there, because now, of course, he's in Wonder Woman, plays Steve Trevor. Of course, he dies at the end of the film. That's a spoiler. But, you know, he's become a personality and a pretty big star way above just a Star Trek actor. It's true. It's true. So I'm wondering what the fourth film is going to be like. They haven't really announced it yet, except that they bring back Kirk's father in a flashback. And Kirk's father is played by Chris Hemsworth, who is also known in the movies as Thor. <laughs> True that. Okay, I got to interject. So can I, can I sideline us for a little bit? Please. So as we're recording this, uh, Comic-Con is going on here in San Diego. So it's a pulp. Uh, media mecca uh, for uh, uh, for four days and and one night, and I, and I'm not going for the first time since 2009. I, I couldn't get a pass this year. I'm so upset about it. Uh, there were uh, two chances uh, to to buy them, and of course it's all random, and uh, it was unsuccessful. And then they didn't uh, re-verify my my press pass. So uh, here I am sitting on the sidelines while uh, pulp culture invades San Diego and. I'm grumbling, grumbling, grumbling. Well, I'd be jealous if you made it there. I've been to San Diego a few times, but I never went to a Comic-Con. I'll just look at the various playbacks there and see from all the shows. There's going to be another trailer for Justice League. This one, I think, will finally show Henry Cavill as Superman. Remember, he was killed off at the end of Batman v Superman. Of course, some people thought that film should have been killed off. Then there's a story now, you want to talk about it. They're planning to ease out Ben Affleck as Batman and find somebody new. And I think part of the logic might be that he plays an old Batman, an older Bruce Wayne who's been around for a number of years, and that has a limit to it. It's only so long you can keep up that before he really reaches the wrong age. So maybe a couple of Justice Leagues, and they're making a movie called The Batman, starts somebody new. Remember, all the other actors are in their 20s and 30s. And he's, what, his mid-40s? Yeah, something like that. And i got to say something about, I I just can't resist. The dynamic duo, Ben Affleck and and Matt Damon, they're they're so buff. 
in their most recent movies, it, it just doesn't look right. These are not big guys naturally, and yet they're so, I don't know, overly uh, o- o- overly muscled for for their their roles for you know Jason Bourne and for Batman. And I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> Well, you see, you're not used to it. Maybe that's it. We'll get into more of that and go back a little bit, talk about iPhone 8 and what Apple's working on with Joe Wilcox, Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. At Humalife, we believe your health is your wealth. That's why we offer an exclusive potent and pure selection of OMRI certified 100% organic humic and fulvic acid concentrates. These two acids stop viruses and harmful bacteria and increase frequency, vibration, and vitality. In fact, they're called the missing link to your health. Pure liquid organic ATP energy rebuilds and regrows the immune system. You are the doctor at Humalife. You know best because you are the test. Find out more at HumalifeUSA.com. That's HumalifeUSA.com. Are you one of the 15 million men who suffer from an enlarged prostate? If your life revolves around finding the closest bathroom, if you're tired of waking up many times a night to urinate, then you need to know about Prostate Miracle. Prostate Miracle contains beta-cytosterone, which is 3,000 times stronger than salt palmetto. To claim your $10 Patriot discount, go to ProstateMiracle.com and enter promo code PATRIOT. Or call 877-965-2140. That's 877-965-2140. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now, and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-557-0158. That's 800-557-0158. Again, 800-557-0158. Today, how to incorporate your business in just 10 minutes so you won't lose everything if you get sued. Step one, stop putting it off. If you're not incorporated and someone sues your business tomorrow, it's not just your business at risk. You can lose everything, your home, your car, even your life savings. Step two, call the following number for a free 10-minute incorporation guide from Incorporate.com. 1-800-945-1063. They don't provide legal or financial advice. They just make incorporating quick and easy. So you can incorporate or form an LLC in just 10 minutes. That number again is 1-800-945-1063. Step three, congratulate yourself. By taking just 10 minutes to incorporate your business or form an LLC, you protected your home, your car, and your life savings. And that is how you incorporate your business in just 10 minutes. 
But hurry while they're still giving away these 10-minute incorporation guides for free. Call 1-800-945-1063. That's 1-800-945-1063. Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more, and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. Call 800-281-4224. 800-281-4224. That's 800-281-4224. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Now, with Batman, he has to be bulked up. Not so much Jason Bourne. He could be leaner. Okay, yes, I know that. That's what Supergirl does. She has slight muscles in her suit. That's more than she is physically. But with Henry Cavill, he's bulked up. You see him. And to work with that, you've got to have Batman bulked up, too. And I don't think that's a problem. I have no problem with that. I think the other characters can be leaner muscled. Obviously, the guy who plays Aquaman is an imposing kind of guy. We understand that. The Flash, lean, mean, fast. We understand that, yeah, too. Yeah, it got it to be. Now, the Superman on Supergirl, Tyler Hoechlin, I guess his last name is spelled, a former Teen Wolf star, he is not muscled up like that. He's muscled up the way we used to remember Superman. More Christopher Reeve and Brandon Routh. He's more like that. And also, I think he's a better Superman than Henry Cavill, frankly. I think he has the character of Clark Kent... And Superman nailed very. He's just very natural at it, and I'd he's, like he's to see more of it. And, and, and more pleasant. <laughs> well, they made him grim in the movies, so maybe that's it. By the way, Henry Cavill now has a mustache. He's in Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise. You could look it up, but I, as I, I said, I'd like to see the CW and DC Comics do more with the Superman character, not the one in the movies, the one. In Supergirl, he's done, what, four episodes so far? Two, three or four for season two, and we assume he'll be back. They can do it in a way where he doesn't obviously overshadow Supergirl. They have him in there as a supporting character. But it doesn't mean they can't come out with a Superman TV show. And people accept him in that role and still accept a different person playing Superman in the movies, just as there's a guy who plays Flash on TV, Grant Gustin. And then there's another guy playing Flash as more of a geeky type in Justice League. Of course, I th- also think that's absurd, but then what do I know? You know, what, it is, what is it about some of these characters and the, uh, the movies built around them? I mean, 
how many Batman movies have there been? And now how many Spider-Man movies have there been? And different actors playing these characters? I mean, it's uh, what's the obsession with certain uh, heroes that we just they just keep pump or Hollywood keeps pumping out, you know, every decade or half a decade, a new series with a new actor, a new creative approach. Well, I think they make money from the franchise, but sometimes there's a practical reason why they do that. And we'll get back to the iPhone rumors in a second here. So, for example, Michael Keaton did two Batman movies. And some say he's still the best one. And then I guess he didn't want to do it anymore. So they got Val Kilmer, who was a pretty difficult actor to work with. So he does one. And then the franchise is buried with George Clooney. They bring back Christian Bale with Batman Begins for three movies. And that was planned to be three movies. So when they wanted to bring back the character of Batman as a sequel to Man of Steel, let's have a Batman who's 10, 15 years older. Because that's what you were seeing in The Dark Knight Rises. This is Batman after he's beaten and battered and crippled, and he's got to wear this specialized leg brace so he can continue to work as Batman. He's killing himself. So now you look at it again with an older Batman and a younger Alfred, who's more of an action hero. So that's where you have it. So this is normal because they've done that in the comic books. They're always reinventing the characters with new people. So that's nothing unusual. Every 10, 20 years, 10 years now, you're going to see that happen. Where a character gets older, the actor kind of outlives the role, and it's time to recast. You know, 10 years from now, you're not going to see Melissa Benoist be Supergirl. You'll have somebody else do it. Right, right. She'll get back and do whatever she does. And the same thing is true for Grant Gustin as Flash, although he's a little younger, so maybe he can hang out longer. I don't know. But we'll see. Let's get away from that because we only have a segment and a half left on the show, and I wanted to get back to the stuff that's coming. So we have these endless, 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 did I say endless rumors about an iPhone 8 premium model, in a sense being a flagship honoring the 10th anniversary of the iPhone with extra features or something like that. Now, part of it is this is unique for Apple. Apple never did this before. They had, you know, like a anniversary Mac that was always a piece of garbage. But this is supposed to be a flagship. And the question I have here is, we talk about it so much, is this going to completely overwhelm any consideration of the real iPhone upgrade, which is the iPhone 7S? You were mentioning that before we got started. Yeah, I think so. I mean, this is always the problem, is that uh, the rumors often raise expectations beyond what, what is going to happen. And so people get excited based on rumors, uh, which are great for the uh, you know websites and podcasts and whoever else that are for their you know traffic and advertising and whatnot, uh, but it's bad for Apple. Yeah, I think we're looking at it, and, and if we look at our our previous release cycle, we should expect something like an iPhone 7s that will be better, but not necessarily an exceptionally different uh, new model. I mean, I, iPhone is selling well. Tim Cook is without question a logistical manufacturing and logistical genius. He knows how to milk margins. They got a product that's selling very well. 
And in fact, uh, this whole advertising campaign this summer around the photos is very much about keeping the uh, iPhone 7 sales, 7 Plus sales, you know, uh, you know, brisk in the pipeline. If it's doing well, there's not a lot of incentive to rock the, the boat. So I think we will see something new, something better. Will we see even an iPhone 8 that's like really different design? I'd be shocked. All right, this iPhone 8 thing. I think with all the rumors, something is being done for a 10th anniversary iPhone, a specialty model, maybe a limited production model, but it would have to be done in a way that doesn't, again, make an iPhone 7S to be second best because the iPhone 7S would be the mainstream iPhone. Kind of like, well, let's just look at the iMac. We have an iMac, a 27-inch iMac. And we have an iMac Pro, a high price premium model just for pros. So can Apple do kind of sort of that thing with the iPhone? Yes. Uh, I mean, I guess you could do a larger iPhone. If if the if the uh, iPad mini is on the way out, as has been rumored, I mean, they're still selling it, right? Uh, I, I didn't, didn't miss out and it's gone. It's but, being uh, sold. It's just unchanged. So it's still there. Uh, the 9.7 is still there, but it's really become the your regular iPad. I mean, the i the nine seven Pro is gone, replaced by the the ten point five, and the you know, the twelve point nine is still there. I think a, a possibly a bigger screen uh, is an option for for folks that want it uh, as kind of a flagship one, uh, device that would justify a higher price, you know, with more more you know more uh, storage and and whatnot. But again, um, there's just so much built up. Uh, I mean, it's just. You know, it's just basic manufacturing logistics. You want to milk your production line for as long as you can. So, you know, changing the design, this isn't the right time to make a, a, a radical change in the design of the iPhone, not if you want to maximize your, uh, your, your profits. That doesn't mean there, there couldn't be an anniversary edition with something special, higher resolution screen, um, something else even just the color i mean apple's shown in the past that people you know like like uh fashion retailers will pay more for a different color do you remember the macbook the original um macbook in 2006 which started out in white and then apple released a black model which cost 150 dollars more and the only difference was the color and people paid 150 bucks more to get the black instead of the white We've got more to come with Joe Wilcox, one more segment. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. 
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Love or loathe him, Donald J. Trump is our 45th president. There is no denying now that Trump will go down in history, both despised and admired. Commemorate Trump's presidency with your very own Trump Silver Bust from TrumpSilverStatue.com. This museum-quality heirloom Trump Silver Statue bust is hand-cast from 20 troy ounces of silver, a great investment. From TrumpSilverStatue.com. Loathed or loved, own a valuable piece of Trump's legacy. Get your solid silver Trump bust today at TrumpSilverStatue.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Aging is one thing that affects everyone. George has talked about the power of stem cells for years. Now, there's a new serum that harnesses that stem cell power to bring back your youthful look. Beverly Hills doctor, Nathan Newman. Stem cells are basically our fountain of youth. This is what maintains our body's reparative, regenerative abilities. As we age, every cell breaks down and needs to be replaced, and what replaces it is the stem cell. Dr. Newman and Janess have developed Luminess. Luminous takes the science of stem cells using the same growth factor complex that literally heals our cells, slowing the appearance of the aging process. Apply Luminous twice daily and on average, see results in a week. Learn more, watch our video, and order today at a special Coast website, healthylooking.com. Plus, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that's healthylooking.com. Luminous for a healthier, much younger, better-looking you. Buy now at healthylooking.com. At Humalife, we believe your health is your wealth. That's why we offer an exclusive, potent, and pure selection of OMRI-certified 100% organic humic and fulvic acid concentrates. These two acids stop viruses and harmful bacteria and increase frequency, vibration, and vitality. In fact, they're called the missing link to your health. Pure liquid organic ATP energy rebuilds and regrows the immune system. You are the doctor at Humalife. You know best because you are the test. Find out more at HumalifeUSA.com. That's HumalifeUSA.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Now, I do remember that the MacBook 
black MacBook, which my son had because we bought him for his graduation present. It was specced up a little bit, maybe a bigger drive or more memory. It was specced up a little bit. It wasn't just the color. There was a change, and I can look at the specs and confirm it. Regardless, it was the premium version. And my son beat that thing to death until maybe a year ago. We had the Apple Care extended warranty. It expired in 2011. Apple gave us two extensions over that because he kept battering something, a keyboard, a logic board, the LCD. I remember one year he was here. It was at least two or three years out of Apple Care, and we brought it over to an Apple store over in North Scottsdale, Arizona. And they replaced what they had to replace. And he milked it again. Now he bought his own MacBook Air. And that's fine. I think it's a 13-inch MacBook Air, kind of a mid-range configuration. And he'll keep that now because he's an older guy, not as destructive to these things. He'll keep that for seven, eight years, I'm sure. In fact, he didn't even bring it with him when he visited us in the States. He lives in Madrid. He brought with him a Kindle, one of these Kindle tablets to watch Netflix. And uh-huh. he brought over his iPhone. Didn't bother with the MacBook Air. If he had to use a computer, he'd use one of mine. Foreshadowing. Your smartphone is your, is your PC. Hey, i got to ask you about AppleCare. What do you think about the uh, recent uh, change with AppleCare for the Mac? Describe what we're talking about here. So it used to be if you bought, uh, say, a, a, a MacBook Pro, uh, you had one year to add AppleCare uh, to it, and then that would give you an d- additional two years of warranty. Uh, Apple has now done away with that uh, program, although if you bought one previously before the change, uh, you can still 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 uh, get that warranty. They're now offering AppleCare Plus for the Mac line. So you have the same 60-day purchase a window uh, as other devices, iPhone, I, iPad. So, so you got to do it pretty quickly if you want it, but they'll also cover breakage like those other devices. So that's a new thing. So the key here is you have less time to make the decision. It's not a year anymore. It's now two months. And if you break it, they'll fix it. So in other words, before, you know, it was just manufacturer warranty. Now, like you drop your iPhone, you break the screen, you can get some repair done. Now, Apple, for a fee, an additional fee, will uh, cover uh, uh, breakage repairs. That's nothing unusual in the PC industry. I think Dell or HP offered that with their extended warranty. So Apple's getting with the program. I think 60 days because I know what they normally want to do if you already own an existing product and want to have it upgraded to Apple Care. Now, Apple Care Plus. They would, I think, want to inspect the unit first to make sure it's in good shape before they issue the warranty. And I don't know if they do that with Macs. I know they do that with iPhones. Make sure it's not crushed, you know what. So maybe their feeling here is 60 days, what can you do with it? You can't really wreck it. And so if we can't look at every Mac or have you bring in every Mac if you're going to buy your Apple Care later on, it's easier to manage to do it within 60 days. It's not that expensive to do. I mean, if you're spending already 1500 or $2,000 for a notebook. And what is it, 249 for the Apple Care Plus? I know with my last iMac, I paid, I think, 169 or something like that. I forget what it was for Apple Care. And it made sense to me because the price wasn't so high. 
then it was a special expense. And I could see if something went wrong, it'd be worth it. On the other hand, with any of these things, not so much, you know, mobile gear like an iPhone, where it's obviously being put in the situations where it could break easily. I think with most products like that, if it doesn't break in the first few months when it's under the normal warranty, you're not going to see it happen at one year, one month. So I don't know. That's a big profit center. Yeah, but what you might see at two years, one month, uh, is uh, trouble with your battery. And the battery's not replaceable. Yeah, $179, it's replaceable. So, no, I mean, no, you can. In, in other words, it's not like a swappable battery. You need to, right. you you know, have have to a, take it to the Apple store or authorized yeah. dealer. It is replaceable, but not user replaceable. That's been true for quite a while. I mean, I have a 2010 MacBook Pro. Technically, this is not a replaceable battery because you have to remove 11 screws and go through a few crazy things to do it. But as a practical matter, in 15 minutes, you could open it up and replace the battery. In the newer ones, forget about it. Correct. The only person who can fix the newer ones is Kyle Weens from iFixit. Call Kyle and he'll tell you how to fix it. They sell the tools for that, you know. But you've got these pentalobe screws and they're tiny and you can't even see them. And half the time when you open the back of that thing, because I did it to replace the SSD and the RAM, you tend to almost lose them. You always find one on the carpet. So I always have a couple of extras. And Apple did that, I think, not so much because of design considerations, but because they could control the repair process completely. I don't know if that's good or bad. Well, I, I remember a time when you before there's Apple Store and you're dealing with the, the Apple dealers, if something had to be replaced, like a hard drive, it had to go back to Apple. You couldn't just, uh, again, it's part of that control where, you know, part for part had to be swapped out. Well, now you'd bring your MacBook Pro into an Apple Store. A lot of those repairs can be done in the store. True. Even screen replacements for an iPhone, and they're now going to make available the tool, the equipment to make that repair to third-party authorized repair shops. So they can just buy it and they can do it. It also takes some of the workload over Apple. You know, I mean, Apple's selling so many tens of millions and hundreds of millions of these devices. It doesn't make sense to insist on controlling the entire repair process because logistically it's got to be impossible. Uh, when I go to my local Apple store now, uh, there's always a huge line for the Genius Bar, and uh, it's just got a lot of devices out there. And if you give the third parties, assuming, you know, they are authorized, they have the required training for their service techs, well, let them have the business. I mean, there's other things, too, here where there are right to repair laws, and we can talk about that in the future, where in some states, Apple can't even do that. They can't void the warranty. You have the right to go anywhere that claims to be able to make these repairs and they have to sell them parts and stuff like that. And it almost has to be necessary when you got so much out there. Joe Wilcox, if our listeners want to know more about the things you do, where can they check you out? Oh, I don't know. I guess you can go to uh, Beta News and look for me there. Sometimes I post a few things on my own personal website, joewilcox.com. And Twitter, I'm at Joe Wilcox. Those are places you can find me. Uh, most of the time. You can find us on Twitter at Tech Night Owl. Look for Tech Night Owl. That's the three words strung together, Tech Night Owl, on Twitter. There's also a guy wearing a red plaid shirt called Gene Steinberg, and you'll find him over at Facebook. 
Okay? So look for him on Facebook, wherever he is. We have a second radio show. It's about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. It's called The Paracast at Paracast.com. And this week we'll be talking to an investigative researcher called Peter Robbins. And Peter has some fascinating stories to tell about some of the legends in the UFO field and how back in the late 40s, the Truman administration may have sent people out to tell the newspaper publishers not to reveal the truth about UFOs. You couldn't do that today. But maybe in the late 40s after World War II, when people believed the government and believed the press. You couldn't do that with Jeff Zucker, the head of CNN today. That's Paracast.com. We also have a special feature of this show, the best way to support the Tech Night Owl Live, and that is to become a member of Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus, P-L-U-S dot TechNightOwl.com. We offer this show commercial-free, better-quality audio. Prices start just a dollar forty-nine a week. Go to plus.TechNightOwl.com. Joe Wilcox, glad to see the other side of your interest, pop culture. This week, thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for having me, Gene. The Tech Night Out Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.